Fandom Podcast, episode 103. This is the show that brings together geeks and nerds from across the fandomverse to analyze the news and discuss your favorite TV, movies, comics, and books. Our topic this week is what makes a wizard. But first, there are some who call him Tim. That's the most foul, cruel, bad-tempered ronit you ever set eyes on. You did. I soiled my armor. I was so scared. <laughs> oh, you keep going. You want me to keep going? No, no, no. Look, no, that no, rabbit's no. got a vicious streak going. a mile wide. It's a killer. Get stuffed. <laughs> all right, all right. And trying his best to pay attention is Jeff Dumas. This is the first time I've talked about wizards on this podcast. This will be interesting. Where's Amy? You know, we're wizards. You know what? Not all wizards are Harry Potter, so you can you can not worry about that. But I can name at least one. Yeah, at least one. So, but don't worry, you're a wizard, Harry. But I'm Brandon Uscio. So I now that you complained about Harry Potter, I've got to throw in the Harry Potter reference just for you, Jeff. Just oh, thank you. you. I so appreciate it. I know you do. I know you do. All right, so we're going to be talking about wizards and what makes a wizard a wizard and all witches are rolled into that. And it's basically a general magic kind of a person. But before we jump into that, let's talk about the geek news. All right, last week we talked about Runaways having their cast members cast for the Hulu show. It was just the kids. This week they have cast the parents. Most of them, I did not know, to be honest. But Marvel announced the cast for the villainous parents, and one of them is your very own James Marsters as Victor Stein. He's like the mad scientist of the group. I should read these, shouldn't I, Nick? Yeah, that, that might be useful. I, I know somebody who has many of them. You could... Uh... Well, no, they're doing a show of it now. You don't need to read them. Oh, yeah, yeah, because the show is always just as good as the book, right? Well, you don't want your expectations of the book to be spoiled by the show and vice versa. So just pick one. I am always so torn by that. When there's popular media coming out that has a book first, a lot of times I try to read the book, but then I'm always disappointed. Sounds about right. But it's Marvel, so maybe not. One of the coolest twists they've already given away with all these articles. Well, I don't really pay attention to the articles if that helps. I just read the headlines and post them in the Facebook group. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm like, oh, this will be news. To be honest, I've read them, but nothing clicks. I'm like, okay, there are people and characters and stuff. Yeah, and then I'll and I'll completely forget who's who. Well, Dre, James Marsters is great, so... It does kind of, I, I don't know, I guess he could bring people in, like people would be like, oh, I'll watch this show now, but with everyone else being a no-name, it makes you wonder. They're not no-names, they're just not the shows we watch. The very first guy is from The Wire. <laughs> you know, that's oh, one okay. of the... I've never watched that. And he looks really familiar, like he's been in other things too that I've watched, but is like secondary characters and not the main character. Now looking at this, it's like The Strain, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows... Madam Secretary, Alias. Oh, dude! It's the guy from Alias. I love him. Oh, that one guy from the... Yeah. Marshall. Marshall. Never watched Alias. From Alias. I love that. He He's great. Um, I think... What, what else was he in? He was in that show you always don't like to talk about because they didn't cast Asians in it. 21? Every movie? <laughs> Let the record note that Jeff said that and not me. <laughs> um, Army Wives, Vampire Diaries, didn't watch it. Ray, Vonovan, Ray Donovan, don't watch it. Uh, 
Handmaid's Tale. Never heard of it. So, yeah, these are some of the people. So, James yeah. Marsters, he also is the narrator for a popular book series that might come up a little later tonight, known as Harry oh, Dresden, yes. or the Dresden Files. Oh, uh-huh. Hell's Bells. <laughs> so, are you excited about this, Nick? I am very excited about this, because I absolutely love this story, and if they stick to the story, you know, I mean, they can change up a little bit of things here and there. But if they stick to the root of the story, it's going to be very entertaining by all means. And so hopefully they don't just to say, hey, I'm just going to do whatever I want and just have the characters kind of be the same. That's something that Marvel's actually been pretty good on. I, ha- I haven't watched Legion, and yes, I know that that's uh, Fox, but Marvel's actually had a little bit of input on that. But Marvel has been really good at taking characters and putting them in different stories, like changing the stories quite a bit, actually, but keeping who the character is similar enough that, you know, yes, it's a different story, but it's the same character. And so that's kind of, if they change things, I hope they keep keep the characters true to who the characters are. I just hope that first, like, story arc is, is very close to the same. Because even that story arc was so impressive that Joss Whedon was like, I love this. I want to be a part of it. And then he can, he went on to write for the series because he loved the characters so much in the way that they were written. And we all know that Joss Whedon really loves to make a character-driven story as opposed to a story that just has characters in it. So I'm really hoping that they stick to those rich characters. So so what you're saying is Scrooge McDuck is in there because he's a very rich character. Um, he's not in this, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was a crossover episode. <laughs> I'm listening. Let's see. Richie Rich, he, he's, he's a rich character. It's in his name right there, even. It must be true. <laughs> While we're at it, Bruce Wayne. Let's just bring him right, in. Right, right. Rich characters. I got it. That's that's what Nick likes. So Nick is Nick likes Nick wants a comic about the 1%. I get it. Okay, we can do that. You must say. You must say. <laughs> we'll put some alternative facts in there, and it'll be gold. Ooh, ooh gold may not have been the right term for that. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of rich characters and this one i'm i'm going to take the more figurative rather than the literal ahsoka from the clone wars and later on rebels uh there is an actress that wants to play her the actress that would like to play her is rosario dawson meryl streep oh. meryl streep yes meryl streep can play anyone meryl streep could play batman Let's see, what are, what are some of the things she's been in? Josie and the Pussycats. Yes, that's what it was. No, that's not what people would know her from. Unstoppable. She was in Alexander with Colin Farrell. She was also in the uh, Netflix series, uh, what was it called? Um, Dar- Dardeville, I think it was called. Dardeville, is that? Oh, no, you're thinking of that Ben Affleck movie. And Lucky Cage, that must be a yes. French movie. No, she was in Daredevil. She's the night nurse. She's also in Luke Cage. She also it took plays me a second as the to night- realize what you meant by Lucky Cage. <laughs> it was a bad one. It was a stretch. And- it was a, that was a stretch. <laughs> yeah, I don't speak French, so I don't know. Yeah, she's the night nurse. No, she is. Yeah, she, she's awesome. Rosario Dawson has been great in everything. Everything that she does. And you know what's interesting? I didn't realize this, but she is one of the few actresses who has both Marvel and DC properties under her belt. Because she is also the voice of Wonder Woman in the Justice League Dark cartoon, in the in the movie. Well, oh, she yeah. just she just had a little indie film come out called the Lego Batman movie. You know, I don't think that was put out to wide release. I haven't heard much about it. 
So yeah, it's getting some buzz. Yeah, yeah, it, it might be her breakout role as as Batgirl slash Barbara Gordon. Oh man, that was a spoiler, wasn't it? Not really. Oh no. Okay. All right. Uh, it's what's confusing tangent on Lego Batman. It's confusing as the first time Batman sees this character, he's instantly like smitten. And it's very conflicting when you find out it's Barbara Gordon. It's like, no, because <laughs> don't do that, DC. That was everyone's least favorite part of the killing joke. Don't do it to the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the the, the Bruce Barbara relationship. Uh, hmm, hmm, that yeah, that it's not as creepy in the Lego Batman movie. But oh, it's not okay. Is no, who's the Robin? Is it is it Dick Grayson in the Lego Batman movie? I have, yeah. So it's, I believe they put it. My name's Richard Grayson, but the friends call but my the other kids at the orphanage call me Dick. And Batman interrupts because children can be mean. I know. <laughs> oh that's one that i i wanted to take my kids to we had a busy weekend and my dad then also said that i had to uh ha- let him take us to this one because well it'd be awkward for a grandfather to go sit at a movie all by himself at a kid's movie so <laughs> Dude, i'm gonna at, do that all the time when i'm old you just go at dad time at 11 uh, like 11 o'clock during a weekday when all the kids are supposed to be at school yeah my dad's still at work at that time so um but no no so rosario dawson wants to be ahsoka what do you guys think about that this story translates into actor wants work yeah actor wants work and you know fans asked her about it on twitter and her response was um yes please ahsoka lives ahsoka tano star wars those were all hashtags by the way uh, you know what was interesting? I went and watched the first couple episodes of Clone Wars the other day, and I didn't like Ahsoka. And I realized how much of a, how much growth that that character has had over the course of Clone yeah, Wars because she was a bratty teenager. It just drove me nuts. And I was like, well, I guess it serves Anakin right to have a Padawan like that to like somebody <laughs> who has like actual lots of lots of depth and. Like that last episode that she was in in Rebels with with Anakin and Darth Vader, slash yeah. Darth Vader, man, that was that was so different than the Ahsoka from the from the first couple episodes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I've actually read a lot of stuff on this where people are like, Ahsoka is one of those characters that I really, really hated, and through the miracle of writing, all of a sudden I loved her, and I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Like, it was just crazy how it just flipped a 180 on that. Because definitely, definitely it was that way. I mean, when I first started watching Clone Wars, I, I almost stopped. In fact, I did for a while because I was just like, this is, I don't love this show. And then I came back to it thinking, well, it's still going and it's Star Wars. I need to get my fix. And as I continued on and got in to you know third and fourth season it was just so much better they just did such a good job and i know that um and then when the cartoon network was it cartoon network or somebody bought it netflix bought it and then they did the last season that was awesome too like it just got really really good right there at the end yeah too. yeah disney partnered or netflix partnered with disney to produce the last season which is what's really interesting they're taking it off of netflix this month or next month march march it's going to be off so if you haven't watched it it's time to binge clone wars I don't know. I th- I would love to see an Ahsoka story, but I don't know where it would fit in. You know, the Ahsoka story 
fits would would have been more like a pre-Rogue One episode. As much as I would love to see Ahsoka, I don't know where you'd put her. Well, it also begs the question: Ahsoka is um, the the race. What are they? Tugruntas, or is that what they're called? Um, how long do they live? Like, are they two hundred years type race, or are they like human life expectancy or something? Because you know, Yoda lived for seven hundred years. Well, let's see what StarWars.com has to say. Like Shock Shock T was a Togruta. Togruta. That's what they're called. Togruta. Oh, okay. There's no N. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not grunting. Jeez. Nerds. So the average lifespan is up to 94 standard years. Hmm. She could get old. So that's. Yeah. If she actually like they they left it obscure enough that she could get old. I don't think that's going to happen, yeah. but hmm. any Ahsoka story is a good one. I I haven't read it yet, but the Ahsoka novel I've heard is really good, too. Like, really good. All right. The Batman has gotten its new director. You know, we reported a couple weeks ago. In talks. Okay. All right. Cl- close enough for me. I'm going to call it. I don't want it to run into another James Bond scenario. This person is most likely going to direct Batman. Yes, yes. So, uh, according to Variety... The Batman finds new director in Matt Reeves. So we'll put a link in the show notes so that we can be like, hey, here's our source. This is who this is who told us. It's not our fault if we're wrong. <laughs> if it's wrong, blame Variety. Matt Reeves, he's coming in to free up Ben Affleck's time to focus on the acting, which was completely a decision made jointly. It was mutual. Ben Affleck said, I don't want to do this anymore. Matt Reeves said, I will play ball. I mean, I'd love to play. I do exactly what you say. I mean, you know, at the premiere, they're going to be walking the red carpet and he's going to pull off a mask and it was Zack Snyder all along. Oh, man. Oh, that would be terrible. Oh, man. Don't even be a great joke mask. about that. No, don't even joke about that. Fine. You just brought this podcast way down. So there's a petition go- that has actually been going around for Zack Snyder to direct Batman. And no, he's too busy ruining Justice League. There are people who actually believe that Zack Snyder has done a great job. Okay. Like, I don't know what those people think, but... There's a word for those people, and it's called wrong, because your opinions are stupid. There are some people who will argue with you and think that you are arguing that, you know, Batman v Superman and Man of Steel are not good movies because you are a Marvel fanboy. And it's like, no, no, it's not because I'm a Marvel fanboy. No. It's it's because they just weren't good. Who is my favorite superhero? I mean, I'm I'm rooting for him, right? Yeah. No, everyone wants these movies to be good. I will confess, I watched Batman v Superman again this weekend. It's getting better. <laughs> it's not quite there. But pardon me, my part of my brain goes, is it really as bad as I thought last time? No, no, it's not. It's good. It's good until they bring De- Doomsday in. Like, it, oh, yeah. that's really the way I feel about it. Like, it's, per- it's a pretty dang good movie. And then all of a sudden they bring Doomsday in. And it's like, no, no, no. But I get why Doomsday was there because. That'd be something to make them stop fighting each other. Yeah. But and still. Martha wasn't a good enough reason. <laughs> Martha, you have to say. Um, yeah. Why still did you say that name? Still the stupidest idea. Yes, and I've told you that yeah. Aquaman, like the in the comics, his mother's name is Martha, right? I hope so. No, in the <laughs> in the comics, it really, it, uh, you know, the, this is the blonde hair, blue eyed surfer guy, not the Polynesian, like I'm gonna kick your butt guy. 
but it's, it's. I hope that he gets his hand cut off and he has a harpoon hand <laughs> once, and then it, and then it just like comes back or something like. That would be fun. I don't know. That was when they were trying to make Aquaman cool after he was not that cool for a long time. They were like, well, let's do something radical. Let's cut his arm off and put a harpoon on the end of it. Because nothing says Aquaman like a weapon that is used to destroy many of his loyal subjects. Fight fire with fire, man. Hey, you know what? You use you use the weapons that are around you when that's something that you can use in water. He wasn't necessarily attacking fish with it. He was still attacking his enemies, but doing it in water. You know what would have been much cooler than a harpoon? You get a shark, because, you know, he can control the the animals. Shark hand. Like, <laughs> have that shark, like, latch itself onto your arm, and then, like, you punch people, and, it, and the shark can take a bite at the same time. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I want to see this happen. Aquaman with the shark hand. <laughs> have you guys seen the title? The title of the... Uh... The last of the newest Sharknado movie. No, what was the title? It's the fourth be with you. No, no, I think I think they're on the fifth Sharknado it, now. Well, the one that the fourth one that's on Netflix. Oh yeah, the fourth one the just fifth got one on was just Greenland. That's the one that our state's super prestigious governor is in. He's he's using a racket to hit the sharks out of his window. I want to say oh, that yeah, Dan right. Farr gets his head bit that's, off by a shark. That's how Aquaman lost his hand. Some guy shoved it into a swimming pool of piranhas, and they ate off his hand. I thought he had to cut it off to I've escape. I've got a problem with that one. I've this got was, a problem with that this one. This was the he 90s. Can control the you know, animals. 90s awesome he comic books. He can control books. the fish. <laughs> you know, what happens is the guy s- steals his ability to communicate with fish and then throws his hand in a piranha tank so it'll eat eat it. That, that, was, that was addressed. So Aquaman at this time did not have the ability to control or speak with marine life. Well... That's something. Um. Debunked. <laughs> yeah, this was the 90s with all of the greatness. All right, well, let, 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 let's, let's move from talking oh, about silly 90s properties to talking about, well, I guess silly 90s properties. <laughs> uh, Kate McKinnon has been cast to play Miss Frizzle in Netflix reboot of The Magic School Bus. Is this a cartoon or is this live action? It's a cartoon. They are not doing live action magic. Well, then I'm not watching. They should. They should. That would be so cool and so expensive. So this is after my time, Magic School Bus. I'll be completely honest. Really? Yep. I've watched it. I've watched it because Lena loves it. But yeah, it is after my time. Magic School Bus was like the end of my. Like, I remember watching it maybe once when I was, like, sixth grade, but then I was too cool for shows like that when I got into seventh grade. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, Magic School Bus, like, I know of it, but I did not watch it as a child. It's interesting, though, because, so you've got Magic School Bus, Fuller House, Gilmore Girls. DuckTales. DuckTales, <laughs> yeah. Voltron. I don't like the fact that we're not getting new things, but these are all things from my childhood, and I, I, I get why we're not getting new things because I'm like, well, I, I, I could go buy that. Oh, you mean it's not going to be on Netflix? Well, I guess I can buy it on iTunes and, and we can watch it watch it that way. Oh, oh, you mean, you mean that I have to keep my Netflix subscription? Oh, let's be honest. I was going to keep my Netflix subscription anyway, but it's because they keep doing stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Jeff, did you watch this one? Yeah, it was a classic. Uh, my teacher needs something to watch <laughs> or teacher needed to get a subject across. So they put in Magic School Bus. It's a classic, you know. I don't know how good my sub is going to be, and so why don't I just 
get put a movie on because subs and now I was a substitute for a while. Teachers would get a list of their favorite substitutes and whatever they knew they were going to be gone, they would specifically ask them because if you just called the sub finder and had them bring in a substitute, you never knew what you were going to get ever. So- oh man. In fourth grade, my teacher had to run on an emergency, so she just got what she could. And she, I vaguely remember hearing her tell the sub, they, the students know what they're doing. Just make sure they don't do anything bad. I'll be back later. And the second she was gone, he said, all right, everyone, pay attention to me. Pay attention. And he taught us, he took us like 20 minutes to explain his super elaborate one-of-a-kind sign language that is the only way he would communicate with us. And if we had a question, we had to all this. And the next day when the teacher came back, how come none of you are done? No, well, he didn't <laughs> let us work. And he's like, wait, it, what? You just, and she was very upset. It was funny because I didn't like that teacher. So watching her upset was funny. I remember, I remember a school teacher that I had that taught me something that I still wa- look at all the time about numbers. I'm not going to go into it here, but that was a really cool substitute. And there was another guy that always, that said he could win at tic-tac-toe no matter what. So he would always challenge every <laughs> student in the class to tic-tac-toe that wanted to play him to prove that he was the best tic-tac-toe player. And that, then, that would be like me being like, okay, first grade class, I am going to, I'm going to, I'm the best basketball player in the world. This was Nobody in junior high, though. So. <laughs> Winning at tic-tac-toe yeah, isn't the, the, impressive. The other, my, the other um, s- school teacher that we had, there was this one guy who was a total nerd, which was awesome, and he, he believed in Middle Earth. He believed that, you know, Colonel Bird or whatever crashes plane in in North you know, the North Pole or whatever and went down into this hold and found these this giant race that was living on the inside of crust of the world. And he would <laughs> okay. and, and have you guys not ever heard of this theory? No. Anyway, go No, on. I have not I've never heard of this okay, theory. Okay, so there's a theory the theory is that the earth is actually not full of molten lava. It's actually got a sun in the middle of it and that all the molten lava is like this thin crust that goes around, you know, so the earth is hollow basically. And on the inside Oh, I have heard of the name the hollow earth theory. Yeah, on the inside of the earth, so they're basically upside down from us. They're walking on the inside of the earth and then there's a sun and that's how they have vegetation and life and stuff. And they are, they are, you know, twice the size of us or blah, blah, blah. And there's this story of this guy who crashed his plane while flying over the North Pole and he fell into this big hole and found this giant race of these people and, and found them. Anyway, um, he explained all of this to us is, you know, in our junior high, seventh grade art class and me and my friend, his name's James Reese. We <laughs> we loved talking to this guy because we were like, we don't really believe what you're saying, but it's really funny to talk to you because you're so convinced that this is true. <laughs> like it was just so funny. And it's like the people yeah. who believe that we're from a par- from a parallel universe, and that's why there are glitches in people's memories. Like I've I've talked to people who actually believe that, and it's so funny when people you're like, this is obviously not true. Now, wouldn't it be a kicker though? If one day actually you found out that it was true, like the Matrix, and I just you were like Matrix too many times, <laughs> but no, you you find out that it's true. How would you feel about that and be like, oh, we we all made fun of this guy, and oh, I, I I guess he was right. <laughs> so speaking of Kate McKinnon, 
I actually watched um, Ghostbusters this weekend, and it was awesome. I loved it. I don't care what people said. It was a great movie. Do you feel it's because your expectations were lowered, maybe? I never cared that people were all mad that they gender swapped it and stuff like that. I was like, well, if it's funny and it's a good movie, who cares? The internet cares. That's who cares. And, you know, I like all of the characters that are in it, and I think they're hilarious. And I think that they did a fantastic job, and it was a really fun movie to watch. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch that one. I just haven't, I just haven't had a chance. My son deals with some anxiety. His teacher was reading Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. Rosario Dawson was in that, too. Was she in that? She okay. was she in that movie. She played... Persephone. That's oh, it. Oh, yeah. A character that's so, not in the book. So we, we live in an area that is very windy, and after his teacher read the part about the hurricane coming, my son was freaking out because he was like, there's going to be a hurricane coming. There's going to be a hurricane. And so I have to be very careful with the media that I watch because it's it, he, he just starts to get anxious about things. Like you, The simplest thing spirals into a big thing. And so I'm like, I don't know that I want to watch a movie about ghost busting because then I might have to hey, be... The Ghostbusters win. Right, right. But that doesn't matter. Because then he starts... I haven't seen the movie, I just assume. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I haven't seen it either, obviously. But, you know, we so we start to have these spirals, and I'm like, the last thing I want to do is have to build a proton pack and be like, see, here we go, I'm going to catch the Ghostbuster, or the ghosts, I'm going to be a Ghostbuster yeah. and catch the ghosts this way, because he's smart. He's, smart. he's smart enough to be all like, that's not, that does, that does, that's not how that works, Dad. That's not how that works. You're saying you don't want to build a proton pack? Let's face it. No, but, you've been itching for a reason okay, to build okay, a proton okay. pack. Okay, okay. So maybe I have been. Maybe I have been itching to build a proton pack. It would be really cool. However, I don't want to... You just don't want to use your child's fear for the reason. I don't want to use my child's fear. I don't want to have to do it under a deadline because it's like, okay, if, if my kid's freaked out about this, I don't want to be under a deadline to get well, this done. Well, start now and watch it later. <laughs> so so is, that, is, is that my anxiety? The, okay, he might get scared about this, so I have to build this. And if I build this, then I have to actually make it work. So I have to study this. And you think I, I think I could do it? Sure, I, think I could do it. <laughs> all right, all right. So Kate McKinnon as Miss Frizzle, and according to Nick, did well in Ghostbusters she's, as well. She's nuts in that movie. Like she plays the engineer. She's the engineer, like the one that builds everything. And so it's just really funny. Yeah, she's she's really funny in it. No, I've 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 enjoyed everything that I've seen her in, uh, but I just yeah, Magic School Bus. Okay, Nick, you you just got to watch it. You've got a kid. You've got an excuse to turn on cartoons. Oh, I've seen I've seen it. It's just it's it was just past my time. Like I I know of it. I know about it. I know what the story is of it, and I probably will end up watching it because Lena loves that show and she'll introduce it to the Cobra and then we'll if he grasps onto it we'll watch it a lot, but. If you don't love the concept, then I doubt that you have seen it. No, she's she's a time lord. <laughs> I exactly, love exactly. And the bus is her TARDIS. I mean, yeah. it's clearly alive. She can just take yeah. them anywhere and explain science to them. I get it. Like anywhere, it's an awesome, anywhere, and it's a cool, even any size. It's a cool show. Like I, I fully support it. <laughs> I just didn't. It just was past my time. I was watching Reading Rainbow every time that a teacher Reading wanted Rainbow. something. Oh, I watched that too. As a, when teachers would leave things. No, I I laughed when they would like. It would be like junior high, and my teachers would leave the magic school bus for a substitute. I'm like, wow, you really don't have any faith in your substitutes. I remember watching Bill Nye in junior high. Isn't that coming back too? 
That's another one that I never watched. I heard people talk about it all the time, but I never watched Bill Nye the Science Guy, which is weird. Uh, the school district that I work for, we have a media, a media server that we have that we license uh, a lot of content from. And it has like all the episodes of Bill Nye the Science Guy and stuff like that, so that teachers can show media without violating copyright. And nice. it's yeah, they've got all the all the classics. I, I wonder if they have uh, Magic School Bus. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check into this. Be like, no guys, this is totally work related. See, it's on the I'm testing the work server because we have yeah, we have to make sure. There are so many good things out there. Oh, oh, no, no, there's a space between school bus. Yep, we've got all the magic school buses. Time to watch magic school bus. Sorry, guys. I'm, I, I'm checked out of this now. <laughs> all right, so thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, well, you know what? Brandon's distracted. It's so, it's so funny. The grade level that is listed on this because it also breaks down by grade level. Pre-K to fifth grade. And I very clearly remember in eighth grade having a science teacher leave an episode of magic school bus for a substitute. Maybe it was just the teacher saying, look, they're not going to pay attention to the words you say anyway. Might as well put something shiny in front of them. <laughs> look, look, this class isn't that smart, so I'm just going to give you this video. I think that wraps up our geek news. Yay. Well, don't cheer yet because we're jumping into the discussion now, Jeff. And this is, this is an area that you have always shown some disdain for. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. I, okay, I don't have disdain. It's just... Now, what would this podcast be without me putting words in your mouth? a lot of the time has been coincidentally i've been out of town coincidentally but it's just if we we know amy and she's okay whatever (laughs) we know amy and she's such a big wizard world fan that it seems like a disservice to if we're going to make discussion exclusively harry potter to not have an expert it's not on. exclusively Harry Potter. No, that's why I'm here and not her. But I mean, exactly. in the past. That's when what I'm we saying. have talked you know. about Harry Potter, it's like, okay, well, let's get somebody who lives and breathes Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, exactly. And so it, I feel I'm not giving the fandom its justice by saying what I feel. Anyway, why are we talking about wizards? Okay, so we are talking about wizards because coming up on February 24th and 25th, Wizarding Days is... <laughs> is a small convention that is happening at the Southtown Expo Center here in Salt Lake. Uh, Wizarding Days is not a huge con like Salt Lake Comic Con or Dragon Con or uh, even Wizarding World. Or, yeah, not Wizarding World. Uh, no, it's, it's not Wizard. It's, anyway, Wizard World, something like that. Something like that, something like that. It's some another big con uh, franchise. But it's actually... This is the first of its... This is the first. Yeah, this one, is the right? first time they have done it. These are is it? this is put okay. on by some local uh, Utah people, and it's what they've done is they've niched it down into the fantasy world, and not just the fantasy world, but like magic inside of there. So the creators of the convention, they've put on a bunch. They've put together a bunch of different events. It's a smaller, you know, they're just using I want to say one or two halls at the Southtown Expo Center, which makes it a little smaller. Uh, but what they want to do is they. They want to encourage, uh, it's called STEAM, science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics, and tie that into fantasy. And they've actually come up with some really cool ways to do that. Like one thing, they wanted to teach people how to how a basic circuit worked. And so they have put together these uh, wizard wand sets that you can, that are basically IR wizard wands. And they're going to have IR receivers throughout the convention to do different things because they want people to learn how to solder a circuit. 
and they've got and so you can buy a do-it-yourself kit and do that and walk around the convention and part of me wants to just go to just go to the electronics store that we have locally and pick up some super powerful IR LEDs and build like a wizard staff to walk around like not cosplay anything else but just have this <laughs> awesome wizard staff and be like everyone's like where did you get that and I'm like I made it magic it was forged in the fires of you know make, Mount Doom you gotta, you gotta have some mythos to it exactly this is the last tree this is the branch of Idrisil the life the tree of life and all this pay no attention to the man behind the staff uh, yeah, you know that's that's kind of what that's kind of what I I, I I have this goal, but I have a feeling it's not going to happen. Um, I need you know you have to do it now though, right? Hey, if it's if it's going to happen, then you need to include me in this, <laughs> and I want to like make a sword or something. Oh, that would be too far. Oh, we got to check it. We've got to check out their cosplay rules and see what their sword sword requirements are. Dude, I'll just get my foam pirate sword that I have. <laughs> Let's use that. Let's put it in there. Oh. All right, I, I've got some ideas. I've got to I've got to call up some sword? of the prop makers I know to to help us to put this together because that will be really cool. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to do this, Nick. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go dressed as my Negan <laughs> and walk around just confused. <laughs> wait, wait! I thought this was a and con. you should and you should have you should have a magical Lucille. <laughs> put, <laughs> put the, the IR lead inside of put Lucille. Put the sensors in Lucille. <laughs> yeah, That'd that be would be amazing. That would be amazing. And everyone would be like, where's your wand? I'd be like, meet Lucille. You want to be friends? That would be awesome. Except there's no way I'm taking the time to do anything with Lucille. Anyway. <laughs> that w- uh, I'm so, I, now I really want to do it. <laughs> well, you know. If I had any sort of way, no knowledge of how to do it, I might. Well, we can workshop that as we're going through this. So if we figure out a way to do that, just just go ahead and blurt it out, and we'll we'll go there. All right. But so the first thing that I wanted to talk about, because you know, Wizarding Days is trying to be, it's trying to niche down, and they're doing a pretty good job at niching down. However, they are also trying to, uh, they are trying to be very inclusive, and. You know they've they've got a post on there about who is Wizarding Days for, and if I could find it, if I were prepared. Well, on this, I'm looking at the uh, ticketing prices for this. The uh, for the whole weekend is twenty five bucks. That's less than I've spent on food at Comic Con. You know, you that that price there is worth it. I shouldn't give it a shot. So, in their list of fandoms that they have in there they've got things like obviously harry potter and obviously uh obviously you have lord of the rings and they've just got a whole list of fandoms that would fit inside this wizard wizarding days convention uh so my question is there's gonna be a beard competition there's gonna be a beard competition (laughs) there is yeah. Oh, dang it. I'll lose. <laughs> I do have a nice beard, though. Uh, it, it, I have not. I have no competitive beard length. Anyway, <laughs> no, I'm going now. Because, well, you know, every wizard has a beard. Gotta, but no, that's that's the thing. Is I got to buy my ticket now. No, not every wizard. Most. The important ones. Okay. All right. So Mickey Mouse does not have quick. a beard. The, I'm, the stereotypical wizard oh we're dealing in stereotypes now aren't we since there are so many different wizard ideas out there i want to ask you guys what 
what is what is a wizard? Like when you guys think wizard, or it could be a witch too, but like a magical a magical person, what what do you guys think about? Like what would you do? Let's let let's go through and each each say our perception of what a wizard is. I would assume it's someone who has some sort of power or extra sensory abilities and I it has to do with other people having doubt in them. You know, if someone is just like if the one if the person with the extra abilities describes it as magic and someone else goes no, it has to be this type of science or whatever. That makes me lean towards that person's a wizard versus that person lying. So you, so they have to have an actual power, like it can't just be like the science behind it. So like Wizard of Oz. So like the Wizard of Oz, he it was uh, he was an illusionist, really, and he put up some great illusions, and everyone thinks he's a great and powerful wizard. You would say, no, he's not a wizard. He's a charlatan. Yeah, kind of. I would, I would think the person would have to be actually able to do something and other people not believe it. Like, no, it's just a trick. It's just this. Like, not saying Thor's a wizard, but the scene in Age of Ultron where they're all trying to pick up the hammer, and Hawkeye's just, it's a trick. It's nothing. No, you can't do this. It's all this. But no, it's, it's magic. You know, it... That's what comes to mind, kind of, with my the generalization of a wizard is doing something beyond mortal belief. Okay, doing something beyond mortal yeah, belief. That sounds cool. That sounds that sounds classy. I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> all right, all right. So that that we've got a we've got our classy definition. So why don't we go to Nick? Because I have a feeling his definition is going to be not classy. Um. Oh wow. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right, so my definition of a wizard is definitely like whenever I think of a wizard, I generally will associate it with a more fantasy style world. So like Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, Legend of the Seeker, you know, something something like that. Like those those type of books, like even uh Game of Thrones, like the, those type of style of things like that's where my mind always goes just right off the bat if you know Gandalf and that sort of thing because J.R.R. Tolkien you know he probably fathered a lot of the idea of this you know the stereotype I guess that we're we're saying but the more and more that I think about it throughout time and stuff it's become much more acceptable for a wizard to be more than just from that time period. And so I agree that a wizard has to be somewhat of an unknown, like where he gets his power from cannot be scientific. It has to be from a other dimension or something odd or something different, you know, but like in Mistborn, they're kind of like wizards in a way, but they get all of their power from metals. And it's just kind of a cool different take on how to, you know, have some sort of magical power and stuff. So I wouldn't consider them wizards. I would consider them, you know, scientists because it's really what they are. And then they found these powers. So I don't know. It's really hard to define it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, defining a wizard is hard because, you know, like, for example, if in the movie like Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court, he creates a gun and they think he's a wizard, you know, and they're like, oh, my gosh. He's a wizard. And so basically I think that it stems from not being able to explain, like Jeff said, like not being able to explain what's going on. And so even the Wizard of Oz is a wizard because he 
because the the people of Oz cannot explain what he's doing. And so it's out of the realm of their understanding. Right. I like it, Jeff. Okay, so outside of the realm of their understanding. I am going to take a very different approach to this than you guys have taken. Because instead of talking about a fantasy world, because, I mean, obviously when you think of wizard, the first wizard that you think of is like a Merlin or a Gandalf wearing robes and a long beard and maybe a pointy hat and saying magic spells. However, when I think of wizard, the, my mind actually goes to the things that the British science fiction writer Arthur C. Clarke said. So he wrote the 2001 Space Odyssey books, uh, the sequels to that. So so the three, so Clark's three laws are these three sayings that he has put together that tie, that are all about science, but it actually ties right into magic as well. Uh, he says, when a distinguished but elderly scientist states that something is possible, he's almost certainly right. When he states that something is impossible, he is very probably wrong. And that that is very much like the wizard, uh, the wizard stereotype to me is they're old and they're knowledgeable and they have figured a lot of stuff out and they are open to trying new things. Uh, but then the ones who are like, no, this is impossible. They are always the ones who are proven wrong in the stories. Uh, actually, when I asked my eight-year-old what a wizard is, uh, the very first thing he said is, well, it's right there in the name. He's wise. Uh, so yeah, awesome. wizard's wise. I like that. Your kids are too smart for their own good. I know, I know, because I had never thought about it like that. He said, a wizard is wise. It's like, oh, I guess, I guess that's right. So the uh, next of the, of the three laws, of Clark's three laws, is the only way of discovering the limits of what is possible is to venture a little past, or a little way past them into the impossible. So you just, you just always keep moving forward. And that's kind of all these magic stories. It's always about tapping into more power, into having more... Uh, but then his third law is really where it ties it together. He says, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. So to me, a wizard is a wise older person usually. Sometimes they're younger, but a, a wise person that is always pushing the boundaries and understands how the world works enough to, to use the way the world works to create magic. Something beyond what the people around them can comprehend. So yeah, I guess very sim, very similar. It's doing things that people around you can't comprehend. But uh, so I guess I guess I didn't vary too widely off you. I just went the science route rather than the than the fantasy world route. I'm gonna I'm gonna change my definition right now. Too late because I just Locked had a in. thought. My definition of a wizard is a a child who is a video game prodigy. Oh, the wizard. From the the 1989 classic with, um, uh, what's his name? Dang it. The the kid from Wonder Wonder Years. (laughs) Fred Savage. Fred Savage, yes. You went Wonder Years and not Princess Bride? 1989 classic, The Wizard. (laughs) <laughs> he has to have a power glove in order to be a wizard. I know. So technology makes him a wizard. So that's my definition. All right. All right. So the, wiz- the wizard is a video game prodigy. Okay. Well, we can clearly say that Nick is wrong. Uh, he should have stuck with his first answer. But, you know. I always assume Nick is wrong. 
<laughs> All right. So, so that's what. So that's we've talked about now. What a wizard. Oh, what we think a wizard is basically somebody who can do things that people can't explain. Uh, are there any stereotypical attributes that you guys think of? I've already talked about the wise one that my son came up. Do you guys have any attributes? Uh, pointy hair and long beard. Long beard, no beards. Beards are definitely not all wizards because Zed in Legend of the Seeker did not have a beard, but he does but look. He had the weird. long hair. He looks really weird. He's got, he's got that long hair so and the long face too. He has to have a presence to him. There has to be so, when, a lot of. There's something when he walks into the room. It's, whoa! What's up with that guy? A presence. I like that because. Here's the thing. If you were a wizard, using our definitions all kind of mashed together, except for Nick's last one because we're throwing that one out. Uh, <laughs> a, a wizard a wizard is going to have an air of confidence about them because they understand how the world works and how things work beyond that of anybody around them. So they have that air of confidence or presence as they walk into a room. Um, so they've got a presence. Sometimes it's by having long hair. Sometimes it's by having a long beard. But it's a presence, nonetheless. I think one of the things that um, are is often attributed to a wizard is they march to the beat of their own drum. Let's put it that way. So, so they'll show up and people will be like, "That's not the way you're supposed to do stuff." And they're like, "Well, I don't care." And so they will watch me. You know, they will wear funny clothes or they will be different or they'll be abnormal in some way, which so, will make them distinguishable. So what you're saying is the doctor is a wizard. He's a space wizard. Yeah, you know what? I there that 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 flies very well. You know, the doctor is a the doctor is a space wizard. Um, I like the. You know, I, I'm going to throw one more in there. I'm going to say that wizards are driven, because you never see a story about a wizard who is just like, oh well, well maybe in Harry Radagast Potter there the are Brown. wizards where, where it's more of a where. <laughs> But no, no, he is driven to protect the world, like oh, the world. Yeah, like the he's got his bunny sled that he's, he's, yeah, he's driven to protect nature. So th- you, they may not be driven towards something like fame, fortune, power, but they're driven because almost in almost every world, wizard world that I've ever seen, they have to be knowledgeable. They have to know things. They have to practice. They have to study. They have to read. A lot of times they have to invent their own spells, which means they have to understand how the world around them, around them works. Um, the magical systems in these, in these worlds, are they're, they're always a little different, but they, it always requires a lot of study and knowledge and practice to be able to do magic. Sometimes it requires something that, a little bit more that nobody quite understands, but it's always got something there. So uh, why don't we talk for a second about the different magical systems? So when, in Harry Potter, you've got the you've got magic spells and magic wands, and certain wizards just have that. Uh, I've noticed with wizards, most of them have to have some sort of tool to make it make the magic work like Gandalf's staff the wands in Harry Potter most of them need an outlet like a magical item themselves even you brought up earlier Harry Dresden he talks about his a bracelet that has some magic left into it for a shield or his necklace or all this there's the items some of the items have power not necessarily themselves the people I just started reading a book called The Royal Institute of Magic and it's really interesting. It's it's a it's a young adult book. It's 
you know, maybe even younger than young adult, but uh, it's kind of got a Harry Potter feel. It's a kid's urban magic book, let's call it that way. And they've got these people who do magic. However, any human can basically do magic because they get their magic from other other races who give it to them in the form, and they store it up. They store these spells, and the magic is in these guns that they shoot, basically. So, I you know you're exactly right. They've got a tool that they can they can get that magic out with, and without that tool, they don't have magic. I like that. Uh, one of my favorite one of my favorite favorite books when I was a kid was the Wizard of Earth, the Wizard of Earthsea by Ursula Le Guin. And uh, in that one, the magic system was a little different. There was a naming convention. Like, yes, there was a staff, and there was, they had, I mean, every magic system pretty much has tools inside of it, magic objects. But uh, I, I, their, their magic system consisted of naming. Like, when you knew something's true name, you could control it. And that's very common isn't, through a lot of different. Isn't that the same that was in um, Dragon Rider? What is that? The Eldest and. Aragon, the Aragon book series. Yeah, isn't that the same you, kind of idea? You know this. You know the same. You know the true names of things, and you can control it. And it really depends on how, on how your, on how you use it, and what your intention is. So uh, the, it's also the same system in the Kingkiller Chronicles, which has. The, when you boil, that's there's two systems of magic in that one, but the fir, but the big powerful one is naming. When you can name something, you can you can harness it and you can control it and be its master. Any any other magical systems that you guys can think of? Well, okay. So when I think of magical systems or different types of wizards, this is what I think, and I think about this stuff too much. So um, there's people that can harness energy through a ritual or something like that. So they'll do like so like Willow from. Buffy like she will heart do a ritual and then that gives her power right then there's the alchemists or the potion people that create magic through combining different ingredients and creating something that is really awesome okay then there would be like let's say a bard who can create magic through dance or art or music right so that's another way that they create magic um so, like a druid gets it through nature, um, and and the energies of the earth and the universe are what give them the magic. Uh, another one could be like a shaman, where they get it through meditation. Um, oh wait, no, maybe not a shaman. Shaman would kind of be like a druid, right? Yeah, shaman's kind of shaman's kind of a druid. Um, I when you when you said meditation, I kind of thought more along the lines of like a monk, sure, mist, or a mystic um, or a type something like that. Through yeah, through meditation and insight, they receive power. Um, yeah, and then yeah, so like those are the types that that's the kind of type of thing that I think of that uh, are different ways of channeling magic. Um, and then the last one would be through a mystical object, which we already spoke of. And I don't know what to call that. Through the, yeah, through the mystical object. Well, it's a, a mystical object, a magical tool. Uh, yeah. Okay, let me ask you Let me ask you a question about... So ch- channeling energy, is that... 
So Larry Korea has a book series that you turned me on to, Nick, called The Grim Noir Books. We've talked about it a lot mm-hmm. on the podcast. Uh, which system would you say that their magic falls under? Because they, they have magic and they can control different things, but usually it's just this group of people can control this thing because they can harness and channel this energy, but this and this people can do this. And a couple really rare people can kind of see the entire picture and control all of the energies. What system is that? So I... I think it would be a combination of manipulation of energy and also uh, meditation. Isn't there a, a major aspect of those? They have to draw some of the spells, like some of the major things. So that could call that could fall under the tool idea, or inner. But they could draw within. It with anything, really. I know, but the, I'm saying that the drawing itself is the tool. Ooh, Full Metal Alchemist. I don't know if you guys have watched any anime. I've always wanted to watch Alchemist, it, and I just never have. Yeah, they have they have kind of a cool magic system there where they where they uh, have to draw these circles and create circles, and they harness the energy from there. But there is always a trade off in that. So like, you always have to basically give equivalent equivalent value in your spells. So like, if you're going to light something I don't, I don't know how to describe it very well it's been years since i've watched it but uh or you know I've, i talked about name of wind name of the wind already with their naming uh they also have a system in there called sympathetic magic where it is very much like it is very much a science and a and math as much as it is an art form because what you have is you have these links between objects and as a as a wizard basically you are you you have to create these links and so a, a link between a a stick from a, a stick and the tree that it came from would be pretty strong and so if you wanted to burn down an entire tree you could take the link the stick that you got from that tree uh, create a sympathetic link between the two of them and then light it on fire and it's a very mental like okay you have to break your mind into this many pieces so you can do this many different things and it's it's so the, the link is created mentally but then like if you light the stick on fire that entire tree is going to go up in flames and that's cool so yeah it's 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 so that sympathetic link or the the equivalent exchange i'm gonna i'm that's that's the term from Full Metal Alchemist. I think I'm gonna go with that as a system of magic. So you give I something I just thought of another something. one. Um, somebody who can, like, talk to spirits or summon spirits from either the pre-life or afterlife, or like so ne- necromancy, or like, basically. But but not necessarily. I guess necromancy would be it too. So reanimation. I don't know what would that be. But also somebody who can uh, like, like a spiritual talk connection. to someone who's died. So like psychics or whatever. So basically, channeling other dimensions. Yeah. Because to me, to me, this seems like channel, like being able to do this is channeling other dimensions. Um, okay, so let's. So we've talked about a bunch of different magical systems. There's a lot of cool ones out there, and what I love is when people take these systems, and and mash them up with different things. Like part of the reason I love Harry Potter so much is, well, I mean, it helped that it came out when I was in school, and so it was kind of fun to read about a wizarding school. However, what, one of the things that I like the most about Harry Potter is they took, uh, they took this magical world and they 
set it in the modern day. And so it's kind of fun to see this, this happen right there. Um, and so with these different magical systems, I, I, I'd love to see them applied in situations that I don't expect. Because uh, I think that's where you get some of the best stories from. You know, Harry Dresden is an urban, is an urban d- PI basically with magical powers. Bewitched is another one of those. Bewitched, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Samantha Stevens with her wiggly nose. I personally preferred Tabitha and having to oh, use her finger go. to move her nose. There you go. Now we know what you were watching in that show. What? Tabitha was like three. Yeah, and you were probably three when it came out. Or while it was I on TV. I like the fact because I. <laughs> Because I can't wiggle my nose. I can't wiggle my nose. And so I liked the fact that Tabitha was able to take her nose and wiggle it by herself funny. with her finger. Jeez. You can't what, wiggle what? your nose? Everything everything goes that direction with you. Everything goes with that direction with you, Nick. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Let's talk about some of our favorite witches and wizards. Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison. Okay. How does it was he wise? Did he have a presence? Yes. Did he march to the beat of his own drum? Yep. Was he driven? He was driven. I'm going to call it. Thomas Edison was uh, a wizard. Better wizard, Nikola Tesla. I don't know. Just <laughs> Nikola Tesla. How about- just because I have to argue with Nick. No, Tesla had the superior. No, I don't really care. How about Tommy, the pinball wizard? He's a pinball <sighs> wizard. Been waiting all night to see how uh, that reference could be working. <laughs> Uh, obviously the best wizard, Yoda. Yoda. He is a space wizard. He is wise. He has a presence. He marches to the beat of his own drum. He's driven. Yeah, Yoda. Yoda is a wizard. Yo, 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 and I'm just going to put Jedi. Slash- no, just Yoda, slash not the rest Jedi. of the Jedi. Oh, oh, the rest of the Jedis are not, nope, are, are just not wizards. Yoda. Okay. <laughs> you, all you, right. Put, you, all right. you put whatever uh, you want, Brandon. It's your show. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You told me no. You were very clearly told me no. Um, I'm gonna. I, I, we've t- we've we've talked about him already. I'm gonna call the doctor, a space wizard. All right. I'm gonna be He's serious now. Um, I've couple, been serious the whole time. Ah uh, yes. Um, couple shows that I really loved. I already talked about Legend of the Seeker. Really liked that show and IE book series. Um. Those are cool wizards. Um, I also liked Tim the Enchanter. We already talked about him. Another wizard that I like um, is uh, Lo Pan from Big Trouble in Little China. The white-haired crazy wizard. It's like, like, seriously, how can you not like a guy that's like wheelchair-bound and then grows to be 10 feet tall and shoots lasers out of his eyes? I'd like to point out that literally this weekend... I purchased that movie for my mother on Blu-ray. Literally this weekend. <laughs> That's awesome. Another wizard that I love is Miracle Max from The Princess Bride. See you, wizard. He's a miracle worker. He There's a difference. He, he's, he's an alchemist. I'm going to call him an alchemist. Alchemist. I'll take it. Right? I'll take it. Um, I stand corrected. I will say one more, um, only because I can berate Jeff for not seeing this movie, but I also like... The Queen in Willow. She is evil and she is a great wizard, witch that is mean and terrifying and very powerful. Willow is just chock full of wizards. Just go watch the movie. Like, that's 
There you go. Jeff, you have an assignment. I'm still working on the Pride and Prejudice homework, let alone Willow. <laughs> you only had to do Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. Pride and Prejudice Zombies is on my DVR. I just, I just don't care enough to actually watch it. But it's there. I, I made an effort. Report back eventually. Eventually. Probably. Bat... Bav Mor Bav Morvida or something. Bav Morvida is the name of the girl. She is she's scary. She's a queen. Number one, she has powers, and she likes killing babies. Okay, that's she's on a tyrannical power trip, like crazy. I remember that movie from when I was a kid, and it freaked me out. And I, I, I think it was because of the baby killing thing. Um, okay, back to wizards though. Q from Star Trek. All right, so the uh, so the next wizard I've got on my list is Q from Star Trek: The Next Generation. He's omnipotent. He can change things with the snap of his finger. Uh, he's kind of a jerk about I, it. <laughs> he's kind of a jerk about it. Uh, he he loves to test humans, and you know, wizards love to set up tests and games and things like that. He's got his the very first episode, the very first episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, he shows up and he's wearing red robes. Come on. Come on. That if that doesn't scream wizard to you, what does? He's he's got that black hat too that's kind of like a pointy hat. He's he's a wizard. He's a wizard. He's he's a space wizard. I love Merlin from Merlin too. But I just love that show. And that's kind of an obvious one. That's a, that's a good one. Uh I love Merlin from Sword in the Stone. Archimedes. Vitruvius from the Lego movie. Does he count as a wizard? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I was watching that while I was uh, trying to return my modem at uh, Comcast the other day. It was on their TV. He's funny. I like him. Morgan Freeman. Zordon. I don't know. Yeah, Zordon. I'm just my movies now. Um, I would say, well, actually, my wife would be really mad if she, if I did not mention her favorite witch, Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty. Maleficent, yeah, she's a witch. She's got the power. Yeah, I I can go for that. Dude, Skeletor is a freaking wizard. I I Skeletor is a wizard, and he is a He's lazy wizard. He's on the list. He is a lazy wizard because he could probably do. Like, he could probably kill He-Man really quickly. But what does he always do? He's always like, why don't you go do it, Beast Man? Eh, 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 eh. And then it's like, why did you screw up? Now I just got to do it on my own. And then he screws up because he's just too lazy. Skeletor is a lazy wizard. That's probably why he's bad. Well, then is he a, is he a wizard if he's not really that driven? Oh, he's driven to kill He-Man and to take over Eternia. So he's driven... But he's just not going to do anything about it. He's always trying to take over Eternia, so he's driven, but That's true. he's just a lazy wizard. He's like a millennial wizard. <laughs> uh, I want to take over the world, okay. but I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get to that eventually. We'll get to that eventually. Um, hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go with the easy one. I'm going to say Gandalf because... It's Gandalf. He's from the Lord of the Rings. Sword of Shannara, Alanon. He's pretty sweet. What about Alcoholics Anonymous? What, why don't we uh, bring up Doctor Strange? Because he's a doctor, the Sorcerer Supreme. 
He's a sorcerer, not a wizard. They're completely different. Apparently. Okay, what is the definition of a sorcerer? I don't care anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I don't actually care to have this argument. He's wise. He has a presence about him. He marched to the beat of his own drum. Is Doctor Strange wise? Seem kind of self-centered. He he gains that wisdom. He gains that wisdom. Uh, But, you know, thinking about that, thinking about that, he kind of had most of those attributes in his medical practice, too. So why don't we say House MD is a wizard? (laughs) He's a medical wizard. You know, all the time I walk into places and people tell me that I'm a computer wizard or, you know, that I'm able to do things that they, they just can't get. So I'm just a computer wizard. And so if I can be a computer wizard and Doctor Strange can be an actual wizard, I'm going to call House MD. All right, well then, uh, medical I'm going to tell you that you have to accept my uh, video game prodigy as a wizard definition as well. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Delete. The wizard. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, Jeff, it's on the list. It's on the list. What list? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> there, there, there's a list. I know, I know. Uh, Keep threatening. Let's see. I'm okay. So now, when you said Doctor Strange, I started thinking about the medical stuff. Uh, House is a wizard. Your your video game wizard. Uh, (laughs) Doctor Frankenstein. Doctor Frankenstein is a wizard. It's Frankenstein. He channeled powers. They told me it was Frankenstein. Well, they were wrong. And I'm not talking the monster. I'm talking the guy who created the monster. Because really, like we can't even do that nowadays. So that he was tapping into some power that we don't understand. There's so, a lot of wizards out there. I'm, I like it. Yeah. Everyone's a wizard in their own way. <laughs> Everyone's a wizard in their own way. So who do you think the first person to uh, first person to comment uh, about who we left off this list is? The first person to comment or the first person who we left off? Eh, either way. Because there's a rather major one. Dumbledore? Well, you, yeah. Harry Potter? <laughs> I was thinking, you know, we've left out the entire Harry Potter universe. And I'm saying that. I was I was doing that as a courtesy for you, and you're the one who brings it up. No, I was waiting. I'm just waiting for you guys to. Oh. I mean... I mean, there's there are so many there are so many wizards out there. I mean, we I've talked about two that I haven't even put on this w- list yet. You got Quoth, and you've got uh, I want to say his name was Ged. It's been a long time since I've read the book. Uh, Dresden, but Quoth is from the King what Harry if, Dresden. Yeah, we've talked we've talked about a lot. What about the Wicked Witch of the West? No, no, she doesn't count. Okay, she doesn't count because this list is getting <laughs> uh, this list is getting out of hand. Okay, I I, I just want I just want to I just want to point something out though. You know, anybody who this this and this kind of goes back to our sports analogy too. Anybody who makes fun of somebody who's all into fantasy because oh, it's a wizard. You've got all of these wizards that we have put on there and I've done this for for just this point. Everybody's every genre has a wizard. Every genre has an old wizened person who is the mentor. I mean, you've got Obi-Wan Kenobi as a wizard. You've got House as a wizard. Just because you don't understand somebody's fandom doesn't mean that it's wrong because if you look at it their fandom has ties and connections to so many other fandoms out there in the world you just got to look at it and be uh, i'm just gonna say you're gonna have to allow a little bit of stretching in certain places but there are there are very very clear links between the traits of a wizard and people in every kind of fandom 
I was just thinking of like stuff even from Shakespeare and Macbeth, the the sisters. They could be considered wizards. Yeah, yeah. The, way, um, the wayward, the wayward sisters from Macbeth. Um, another one I forgot was uh, Randall Thor from the Wheel of Time. Oh yes, Randall Thor. Okay, I've got one last question about all these wizards that we've put together and all the systems that we've talked about and what their attributes are. How would you describe their power? Because you know, in some worlds and systems like Harry Potter, some wizards are just more powerful than others, and some are just more driven. Uh, or, you know, the we, we joked about Thomas Edison and Nikola Tesla at the beginning, but kind of. And how would you gauge which one was more powerful? Are, are we talk, would, would you look at the effectiveness, or is there, like, do you take the effectiveness and judge them differently based on that like well he's got a lot of potential but he's just kind of hanging out in his mom's basement oh you mean like skeletor yeah yeah like skeletor exactly i i don't think that we can judge them as a whole i think they can only be judged in their in in their own world and you know like i can't compare i don't i you know it's like trying to say would harry potter beat superman I don't know. I I know that people love to have those conversations and there's like entire YouTube channels dedicated to it. Um, But as far as wizards go, I think it's kind of hard because a lot of the times what makes that wizard amazing only exists in their universe, right? Like whatever power they can tap into or whatever um, thing that they can create only exists in the world that they exist in. And so if I was to Are you saying that you've tried to that you've tried to build a lightsaber? Yeah. In this world it and it hasn't work, worked. It hasn't worked yet. I haven't found the technology. <laughs> Made a pretty effective pipe bomb, but not a not a lightsaber. <laughs> oh boy. I'm kidding, oh, NSA, boy. if you're listening. <laughs> of course the NSA is listening. I, they, that's where I store all of our backups. <laughs> I have never made any sort of weapon. Unless you count hey, the you made Lucille. With, it's foam, and uh, don't don't look in the garage. But my Lucille is just plastic and uh, yarn. That's all it is. <laughs> Stay I out of the garage. Like wire. I thought it was wire. Nah, it's close enough. It was like a soft wire, like coated plastic wire. Oh no, it's so. there's no wire in it. Oh, doesn't hold any form. Unfortunately, yeah. oh well, it gets <laughs> the point across. Uh, I always bring it back to Walking Dead. Anyway. <laughs> uh. Even on our wizard episode. It premiered tonight. It's on my mind. That's why I was late. <laughs> I guess you're forgiven. I guess you're forgiven. <sighs> All right. Well, that would be kind of a cool exercise to figure out which wizard would win, but it would be really hard because they all exist in different planes. I guess if you could say, okay, we're combining all of the universes together and then they fight in their own sphere. We could do that. It's a, we're doing, yeah, it's a comic book. We're, Thing. We're doing the battle world here is what we're doing. I I, th- I think we need to do that. We did that for Marvel and DC. You know, who who was better, Marvel or DC? I think I think we need to spend some time and use this list to do some wizard battles. I think Randall Thor would win because or or Aragon because basically Aragon's 
power was made all powerful and that's even christopher paolini's like biggest regret like he's like when i was 16 and creating this this way of making one of the things that i made a mistake about was making it so that aragon would have unlimited power and it was really hard to figure out how to finish the story because he was so powerful i think q would win that's true i agree q is the most powerful wizard mm. he snaps his finger I'm, and my money's on anything Tesla. happens he can change he can change reality <laughs> at the blink Nicola of the Tesla, yeah, I know. He no. he can change reality, that's that's for sure. No, Q. I was talking about Q. I was agreeing with oh, you, not oh, Jeff. Oh. Jeff's just <laughs> Jeff's just trying to create arguments for argument's sake. Well, if we all agree with On each other, it's a boring podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, well, I now that now that we've talked about this, I have to go figure out how to make a cool wizard staff for for wizarding days. Uh, but you guys have anything else to throw in before we wrap this thing up? What is it behind the rabbit? It is the rabbit. Wait, are we doing outros? Uh, is that what's happening? No, <laughs> no, no. I was just thinking no, no, about no. Tim, Tim the Enchanter. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So Nick, Nick, Nick just wanted to get his ob- obligatory movie quote in there. Um, we haven't even mentioned yeah. what that quote is from. Don't mention. No. If you know what Monty it is, Python and the Holy no. Grail. I already said it. When? Wow. Look, who, look who's paying attention. I mm, paid close enough attention. I'm gonna re-listen to. It. I don't remember you bringing it up. To be honest, I don't. I didn't listen to half of what Nick said anyway. Yeah, I never do. That's, that's so. the way it normally happens. So. <laughs> All right, well, hey, let's wrap this thing up then. Uh, Just as a reminder, in a few weeks, we are going to be talking about who our favorite Ninja Turtles are and who the most popular one is, according to our polls. So if you want to have your opinion heard, go ahead and send us a voice clip. You can record it on your phone. Most phones have a voice memo app or uh, S-memo is what Samsung calls theirs. Androids, they're all a little different. But I'll put a link into the show notes for a couple different Android ones as well. Pretty simple to just record a quick 30-second, minute-long clip and send that to us via email over to feedback at fandompodcast.com. Or you can go over to fandompodcast.com slash contact and fill out the form there. And in the website, go ahead and just put the URL. Save it to like Dropbox or Google Drive or one of those cloud storage providers. Put the URL in there for us to go ahead and grab that and download that. Uh, because we all know that Leonardo is is the favorite Ninja Turtle out there. You always bring, and if you, always you don't bring disagree with me, you always bring that up. Well, I think he's saying a different one each time. It's clever. No, I said, last time I said Donatello. Well, you always bring it up. Whatever well, we you all, think. I, I always bring it up. Hmm. Well, what I'm trying what I'm trying to do is rile up the masses to be all like. I've already told oh, you. Oh well, you. I've think... already told you Venus is the best one. Venus to Milo. I'm confident I, I was the one that brought up Venus, but okay. <laughs> did you hear the the? Did you hear that rumor when the first Ninja Turtles movie was coming out that Michael Bay was changing them to aliens and he was adding the fifth turtle, Picasso, and the internet collectively hated him again? Yeah, well, I don't think the internet ever really stopped hating well, him. But, or, uh, yeah, there are yeah, parts of Transformers that are, oh my gosh, that's cool, and then the rest are like, really. It's the the cool first Transformers thing. was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's great. It was it, the first Transformers was a lot of fun. As they've kept going on and on and on, it was a little harder. But uh, anyway, Ninja Turtles. Send in your favorite Ninja Turtle, and then 
and let us know. If this is your first time listening, thank you for listening. Uh, Go ahead and subscribe over at fandompodcast.com slash iTunes or fandompodcast.com slash Android. If you have any suggestions, comments, ideas, news stories, favorite Ninja Turtle, go ahead and send that in to feedback at fandompodcast.com. And until next time, you are capable of more than you know. I'm going to go watch Walking Dead. May the fandom be with you. I'm too cool for learning. Welcome to the Fandom Podcast, episode 103. This is the show that brings together geeks and nerds from across the fandomverse to analyze the news and discuss your favorite TV, movies, comic books. Hang it. Hang on. I botched that. It's new. It's new. It's new. (laughs) Leave all that in. No editing.